0: Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, coming to you guys this weekend. Uh, It's when I'm recording it. It will drop later, Um, but I wanted to make a podcast because – I've been thinking about this. I've been talking about breaking in, but I want to get you guys some stuff that's actually use, actually useful. Um, talking about selling, things to think about, my experience, and that's really what it, this is about is sharing my experiences. And again, the first thing I want to say is I'm no expert. Again, like I've said, this is my journey, but I want to share with you guys you know, where I've had successes, where I made mistakes, and, and just kind of share you my journey with the sell, uh, selling, sales, being a medical device, sales, and how to actually like, be hitting your quota. Going for your quota, you know, reading those numbers and all that good stuff. Um, So, first off, before I jump into it, if you guys haven't seen, I just actually posted on the TikTok um, and the Instagram these I broke in t shirts. Uh, It's really fun for me. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I made these t shirts to say thank you to everybody who's breaking in, but also, for a gift. You guys work your butt off to get in, break in. I know how hard it is. So I wanted to get a gift. So I was able to just post my first little video of all the people who are breaking in, sent t-shirts out to these guys and girls and just be able to say thank you. So it's it's fun to see if you guys break in and, and this podcast, the ebook, whatever, this resource helped you. Again, I just want to say thank you to you guys for trusting in me and believing in me. And also, you know, congratulate you on breaking in. So if you guys have, please reach out, whether that's on Instagram or TikTok, new to medical device sales, um, or you guys can reach out on LinkedIn, Jacob McLaughlin. I love, I just, even this morning, that's Saturday, I wake up and I have several, hey, I got accepted into medical device. I got my first job offer. So it's, it's great to see. Um, second of all, if you guys haven't, again, new to medical device sales.com. It is in the show notes. It's my ebook on how I show these people. Again, I know a lot of you guys take advantage of the podcast, but if you haven't, A lot of the people that are getting these t shirts bought my ebook because I do everything that I got the four job offers. I list how I, you know, how I reached out to people, the the messages, I exact what I did, my business plan that everybody reaches out to me about. It's in there. It's the it's the format. You just copy and paste it and make it what the way you want it. 30, 60, 90 day plan, talking about a brag book, like everything that you guys need, it's in that ebook. So the the link is in the show notes. Please feel free to pick that up. And again, this is always my plug for it's not too Make me a millionaire, right? I, I do medical device sales. It It's to help those people who need the visual part. And I would say get it, A, if you're just trying to be more prepared as you're going through this or when you guys are in the interview process because what you guys will find when you get in that interview process like I've talked about before – once you, break, once you get to the interview process and you get later in the interview process, everybody's good. So it kind of tells you kind of what to expect, the steps in it, um, and then and then how to make yourself stand out, which again, we always have podcasts. That's why this is all free. Um, but if you guys are looking for like more of the edge, and again, it's more narrowed in, I, I structured it, hey, from start to you got the job. So please feel free to pick that up. But getting into today, I wanted to talk about my selling experience. Like let's actually talk selling is what I think I'm going to title this and- Really, what it what is is I want to share you guys my experience when I first broke in, the mistakes I had, what I had to learn, and then why I'm having success. And and if you guys don't know, I've taken my territory, it was underperforming. I actually am looking up, I've said this on the podcast before, I have it on my papers right here. I printed it out right now. I'm looking at my name on the bottom of the list because I took over the lowest performing territory in this nation and in my division. Excuse me, and looking at it, 66 out of 66, and then I have it printed out right underneath that, hey, I, I broke top 10. Hey, I printed out I've made top five, right? And we're still going in. And Again, I want this to be said. That doesn't mean I'm a great salesperson. It doesn't mean that I'm over. It's just meaning that like my hard work is paying off, and I just make this as clear as possible. COVID could come in, shut down the hospitals, and all this hard work can be like maybe I'm not going to be in the top 10 anymore, right? They're like, I'm realistic, but I just want you to know, like I have had success and I want to share with you guys how I took the lowest performing territory in the nation to now I'm breaking in the top five in the nation for what my territory is doing percentage wise for my quota. So again, this is me being brand new. This is never me being saying I'm an expert. I just want to share my experience and be transparent with you guys because I'm hoping that it can help you as we go through this journey. So number one, let's talk about mistakes. The biggest mistake when i came in was word vomit i have this word vomit doctors information right so when you first break in we've talked about this you're going to be selling they're going to teach you how to sell they're going to teach you what you need to know um for competitor wise what's your product what the benefits are everything is when you're going into these doctors because again that's your job and they pay you a lot of money and they want to make money right so they're going to give you the deep dive but some of the big mistakes i made number one word vomit and as you guys know i love to talk I'm really good at it, I think. (laughs) And uh, what it was is, you know, I would get told, hey, this is the selling points, right? So then the first common mistakes I made is when I would sit down, doctors would be like, all right, kind of tell me about your product. Bam, I just throw up on them with all the information I had just learned from training. And then I would never really find out their need. And that was the biggest thing. So then at the beginning, all these people would say, hey, Things, Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in trialing and they would sign the paper and all this, but they would never trial it. Right. And that's where well, you learn fast that, hey, they'll say it and sign it so you they can eat their free lunch and get you out of their hair. But they're not going to really do it. You have to really create the need for it. But well, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But word vomit, I, I just threw up on them. I would say everything that I learned and I never really learned about them and their practice and what was important to them. And again, this is it's just trial by error. Right. And then I had great talks with my manager and my VP and, and, and they helped me, they walked me through, Hey, maybe try it this way. And so what I got really good and what started making a difference in, especially with actually getting doctors is I made it a conversation. I didn't want to sell to them. I wanted to have a conversation with them, you know, like kind of learn about them, learn about who they are, what, what's important to them, you know? And so we'll go into that. Uh, number two, I had actual doctors, what you guys will learn. And this is no hit, but like You'll you'll look up your doctor that you're going to see, and that's a picture from 30 years ago, or it's a picture from six years ago. And as we know, human beings change over time, right? So honestly, my first ever experience, and I've never said this to anyone, was it was via Zoom. So it's already hard enough to see who you're with. Via Zoom, there's people that look a lot alike. I called the r- doctor by the wrong doctor. Like there was like four doctors I was supposed to be meeting with. And that's what you'll learn is like there's sometimes they'll tell you who's going to be there. There's sometimes like, there's seven doctors and today we'll see who shows up. So I called one doctor the wrong doctor's name just to start it off. So right away, lost that sale. <laughs> so that was like, dang, screwed up. But uh, again, just it's, it's tough, right? Like, and when I go in, when you're going like just last week, I'm in a doctor's office. You have to prepare. But it's like you're going into a doctor's office or uh, uh, an account. It has fifteen doctors in there, like and and this is one account that you're calling on this week. You have a bunch of accounts, so making sure you do your research on who you're going to be talking to. And again, I and I would do my research, but I'm saying is like people don't wear their name badge. How do you know who the doctor is compared to the uh, nurse practitioner? You know, to the uh, medical assistant, like because they all can dress similar. So just being able to do your research on that and knowing and having and having conversations and not being awkward and having a conversation with everybody, right? And then information. And that's where I'm talking about is like finding out what's important to those doctors. Like I said, I would just word vomit to them and I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. This is what we do. Instead of learning, like, you know, for example, we talk about visualization. Is it, and th- these are just tips, but it's like, For my product is it visualization how you're seeing in your surgery is it time in the or is it easiness of the setup of the equipment is it easiness for the setup of the staff the staff is a big thing in this they're like i i don't really care i just don't want to wait on the staff i want it to be easy for them and if they're having problems i'll just use the easiest product right like and that's not every doctor. Each one's going to be different. So it's like, you got to really find, you know, is, is it the best clinical outcome? Like, because, because with mine, I have all these perks, right? If it's the clinically best, we have data on that. If it's faster resection time, we have data on that. If we're talking about better, better visualization, I have data on, like, I can tell you about everything, but I got to find your pain point. And, and again, is it pricing, right? Because, there's doctors, I'll go in and we'll start talking clinical and how it's better. And they're like, I don't care. I just want the cheapest product. Right. And we got to talk. Okay. Then price is their pain point. Um, and so this is just the learning part of it. And so for me now it's my conversation instead of where I just word vomit, be like, Hey, how long have you been doing these procedures? Um, what do you really like about what you're using now? Right. And they're, they're going to kind of tell me and through that, they're going to be like, tell me what's kind of important to themselves. Right. And then Okay. What well, do you have any um, trouble? Do you have any things? And again, everybody's going to be different how they ask their questions. Every sales uh, person that you talk to, that is going to be different on how they react. And they're like, maybe this isn't the right question. This is just what I again. It's all my personal experience. What I found with some success is, you know, I ask these certain questions, and I'm able to learn from the doctors what they're looking for, what they're not looking for, then to find the pain point to be able to go. Because I, you know, I'll have a doctor who it's like, hey we're here. And for example, I, I, even in the OR, we were doing it. She's like, this is so much better. Right. And I said, Hey, and I, I'm so glad you're liking that. And just on average, we're less expensive by this much. Right. And I had my amount and she's like, Jake, I don't care about that. Price has never been a point of this. I want the best clinical outcome, which is great to hear when you find those doctors. Yeah. Like that's what we want. Cause I'll sell that all day, but it's the tougher one when it's like, I don't care if it's better or not how much money am I making? And and that's a real thing. I think that should be said too. You know, I don't think I've ever said that. Maybe that's something, this is a living, this is a job. These doctors, as naive as people want to think they're like, oh, they're all about the clinical part of it. Yes, they are. And they want to make sure that their patients are taken care of. But at the end of the day, these doctors need to make money. And so if one product pays them way more for reimbursement or however it works, there's a chance they do that, right? Like, for example, it's the business part. If I can do one thing and make a thousand dollars and I do another thing and it makes me 600 bucks, but I do 10 cases. Well, I'm going to take the $7,000 over the, you know, the five, whatever it is. Right. So like, that's, that's the, not the problem, but that's some tough points that you guys should know about. Not every doctor is just like clinically better. Bam. Want it? No, they might not care. They'd be like, it's price. What's it cost, right? And so these are the things you just have to learn as you guys get in. And um, and, and again, just being as real as possible. It, It can be frustrating when you have a doctor, like real life experience. I had a doctor who's telling me that they're like, Oh, because we were more expensive in a certain setting, more on average we or less expensive, but in a certain setting, we were more expensive by a hundred bucks or a couple hundred bucks. Right. And, but clinically we're so much better and we're able to talk about that. But their comment is, I don't want to be eating ramen noodles my whole life. And I got, I run a business here. I got to pay, which again, respect your, I ran my own business. I get it. Got to cut your costs where you can and save money. Right. But in the same respect, that same doctor, five minutes later, I hear him talking to his staff, talking about how he's going to go buy a brand new Tesla and he's going to go buy an RV. So again, this is the conversation that I think you guys should really hear is like, it can, it can be very frustrating when you're like, you're selling, and they're like t- telling you, and then you have to have the conversation. And then again, when you're a new rep, when, and that was one of my first weeks on the job, that, that conversation I'm talking to you about right now happens. Right. And then it's like, oh, I kind of pulled away. If I'm more experienced now, then I can raise the question, start putting a little pressure onto them and being able to ask good questions when it's talking about prices, but bringing up other things with walking the line of not making them mad or pissing them off, but also in the same respect of, Hey, you're telling me it's this, but you're saying this. And I think you're not really eating ramen noodles. If you're buying a Tesla, you know, cash and an RV, you know what I mean? Like, so you guys just have to learn this. So those, again, those are mistakes that I made early on, but this is just informative information. Sorry. My, my chair just squeaked. I promised that was what it was. Um, but I just want you guys to know like that is some of the truth when you're in here. And and again, this is just my first year. I'm, I'm learning it all. Some people are watching this and they're like, yeah, I already knew that. Right. I did not Now I do. Right. So I'm just telling you guys my, my experience now going into where I've had success, right? Like I'm telling you guys, I took over a territory that was performing under 50%. It was bad. Right. I was last time I checked, I, at one point I was at like 140 some percent to plan. I am pro- I think when the last time I checked a couple of days ago, I was closer to the 122%. But in the same respect, I just made three big sales this week. And that's what that's what's pushing this right. So I want to talk about that. And it's how, are, how am I creating a need? How am I creating a resource? How am I creating relationships to get those sales done? Because right now for my capital budget and what, how my stuff's set up is I have an overall one. So an overall bucket. And then I have a disposable income that is like with what my hospitals are using at like every day in the equipment. And then I have like a capital equipment that's like, you have to buy the machine to be able to use the disposables to do that. Right. So there's two buckets. One's a giant bucket. One's the other giant bucket. I have to fill both of them to fill my quota. Now I can sell one more of the other one, but then I'm more incentivized financially, even for myself to, Hey, I should fill both buckets because I'll make a certain percentage off of each one as it goes over. Right. And so talking about that right now, I'm like 15. Uh, I, I think for example, I, I'm going to say it, but 15 grand away from hitting my, my capital budget. Right. And, and it's a huge number. It's not small. Right. And, and I'm, I'm in Q2. So I could close out. My goal is to close out Q2, um, with my capital. And then I get two quarters to push more capital, focus on my other consumables to continue to exceed my quota with everything that I'm doing, which financially will return and help me as well. So again, we're in sales. This isn't, there's a financial part and I just want to be as honest as I can with that. Um, And so I want to talk about how i've had success right like overall with both buckets i'm at 120 when we're talking capital i'm at over 200 percent um and so this is where we're just talking okay what am i doing to hit these hit these buckets right and so what i've found where i've had the most success and where i put this is number one especially when selling everything it's being a resource. How can I, I've made, you know, giant sales that are five figures, almost the six figures from literally just making someone's life easier. They're already looking at buying it. I'm showing that I'm a resource. I've been on time. I'm punctual, right? I send you an email. You tell me to follow up. I'm following up when you say I'm adding all the information, not to just uh, show that I'm in it but I can cover my butt so when we have a conversation three weeks from now or three months from now and you say you never said that or I never sent it I can show it to you physically right it's it's going above and beyond showing that you're a resource but like I seriously made a huge sale when I was able to create a relationship with the the decision maker who was going to get the PO cut which if you guys don't know PO is your purchase order and it was, hey, I'm going to come in and I'm going to make your life as easy as possible. You give me the PO. I will make sure this equipment gets traded out. I will make sure the new equipment gets traded in. It will get put in the bin by me. I will do it. You don't need to worry about that because you actually have an apartment to run and everything. Let me do that and make your life as easy as possible. Because of that, and there was a trial run, right? I I sold one piece of equipment. He wanted to see how I was going to do, and it was a very small amount. But once i came in and I followed through two months later, I got a giant PO. That was a nice big capital purchase of five, six pieces of equipment because I had shown what I was, how big of a resource I was during that first piece of equipment. Right. And same thing with all my other ones. Every time my accounts, you know, I've, I've had where I, um, come in and they say, I couldn't do this without you, right? And like I just made a, a giant, my biggest sale yet, right? I made my biggest sale yet and they were said because you have proven to us over the last nine months that you are a resource, that you have provide value. We've never questioned whether you can provide us, like you're, if you're gonna help us out, if you're gonna be here, what you follow through on your word, right? So I think that's a number one thing. And I wanna do a side note. That biggest sale that I made, I messed up. There was a surgery that I'm just being real with you guys, they had new staff. There was we're low on staff right now because of all the regulations and COVID and everything. And there was a new staff member, and I was stressed. I had four big cases. This was a big case. They didn't tell me about a certain procedure, and I was stressed and I had to leave. I couldn't stay. And I made a comment where I messed up and I and I said that it's probably not going to go well. And I used explicit terms uh, to be fair. And the nurse was right behind me when I said it. And I was talking about the nurse. I was like, she doesn't know what she's doing, blah, 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 right? Jerk medical sales person right here. I I take that ownership. That was not a good moment for me. And it sat horrible for me when I left. I knew I messed up right away, right? And I went out of my way. I emailed the coordinator. I said, I need to apologize to this nurse because that wasn't fair. I had a horrible moment. And I'm willing to take whatever punishment it is because I messed up and that's not fair to her. I didn't want to make – I ruined her day and that wasn't fair to her. That was me being a a jerk and just letting my stress be whatever it was, right? So we scheduled a meeting three days later. I think I'm getting my butt chewed on because there was already a couple friction points. But again, I had always been – you know what turned into? Because I owned up to my – or my mess up. I actually talked to her before and I apologized, and she was so thankful. And I said, Hey, like, I'm a jerk. I didn't mean that. Like, I was stressed, but again, it doesn't matter. I made your day worse. You thank you for everything you do, right? And it was just, I did the right thing and I knew that I was supposed to do that. And it's just who I am. I knew, like, right when I messed up, I knew it. And I reached out and I got it in in front of everybody because I was like, Hey, I messed up, but I don't want to hide it, not trying to push it under the rug. Like, I need to own up to it. And that's who I am. Because of that, we had a meeting. I thought I was going to get chewed out. I thought it was, was, you know what it was? They said they want to double the order they just made. So it was a huge capital purchase. And they're like, let's talk about this. We want to say thank you for coming forward. We all mess up. We all have bad days. Make sure you apologize. Like, but your character has never once been in question with us. And that's why we want to move forward with this. So again, that's not me bragging. I just do want to get that out to you guys. Like it does matter how you act and who you are and being a resource. But when you mess up, own your mess up because I joke around. I told people I was going in like those three days, I was so negative because I'm like, oh, I might, this account's gonna be challenging um, and, and they're not gonna be happy and all that. And it turned into a bit my biggest sale. And like, so it's funny what happens when you do the right thing. But again, talking about resource being that relationships is the second part, right? all my sales like I talk about everybody to everybody it's relationship based it's I'm being a resource but I'm making great relationships with the people and I'm able to have the conversations you know and that and not everybody loves to see me because again I'm a, I'm in sales right like when they see me and they're like oh you're just trying to get money but I, I never make it about that I I ask about the person I make a relationship with them so I can learn about them but Everything, a lot of the big sales that I've made when it comes to capital. And again, and then we talk about my disposable, right? My disposable is how many doctors are using me. I'm getting new doctors in there, but also the staff likes me. I'm showing them a resource to the staff. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm creating these relationships. I have my accounts. I know what they do. I know how long they've been there. I know what they did before this. I know their kids, how many, what their family looks like. Like, just making relationships, and that's why I'm having success, and so that's why I always bring this up is people are going to bring up all the time, you need to be doing this sales thing, this sales thing, this sales thing, right? There's a million sales tactics that you can be doing, and, and there's probably some great ones that I can keep learning from, but all my success that I'm having is a majority of it is relationship-based, Right. I make a good relationship, I show that who I am, I show that I can provide value, I can be a resource. That's a big part of this job. So again, yes, there are the tactics, which I'm going to go into next. But it's make sure that you guys are making relationships, you're a human being, right? Like you're a doctor, your staff, your nurse, your medical tech, or your surge tech, they're a human being outside of everything, right? They want to be talked to like a human being. Like sometimes, yeah, doctors might be more like, we need to talk about this, right? But like, some of some of my strongest relationships is because I know their kid, like I know, I know about their kids. I know where they went to college. I know, like I know, we were just. I was talking with one of my doctors about like high school for her, right? Like it's just you got to make yourself a human as well as what you're doing, and and the products you're selling, and then going in is also creating a need. And so especially with the capital stuff, right? When you're talking about you're making bigger budgets, it's not like a, a couple hundred dollar sell here. It's, we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars. It's tough and it, you got to be able to create a need. And, and so a lot of times they don't need the, they don't know they need the need or they have the need, right? But you've got to create it. And so some, I've just closed two big sales this this week. And But again, when I say this week, that's been months worth of work, right? It wasn't just like, happened this week, that was easy. No, it's been like, I've been working on these deals for six months, three months, four months. And it's finally taken of me being persistent and doing all this stuff that I got the PO this week. And that was creating a need, right? And one of this is, for, and just an example, right? An account has old equipment. I need them to upgrade the new equipment but they don't want to spend the money. But their other account that they have right next to them has it all. And they're always trying to take it from them. And then we doctors aren't happy because it's the old equipment. And like, so you can see where this confrontation is coming in. And so they made a deal. We're not going to purchase. So I had to have the conversation. We're not purchasing. We're not paying the money because we're just going to go grab it from the other account. Well, they didn't talk to the other account. The other account wasn't happy, but they're doing it. And then, what happened is people weren't doing their job of actually grabbing it. So I'd show up to the hospital and there would be no equipment. I'm, sp- I'm running 10 minutes before the uh, uh, surgery or 20 minutes before the surgery across trying to hope that they have the extra equipment, that they didn't have other procedures that day to get it. And so, again, and then I knew who the decision maker was. You know what I did every single time I'm running around? Call. Bam. Hey, just want to let you know your staff was supposed to go and do this, but they're not, and I'm running my butt off to do this, and if they don't have this done, we can't do the case. Oh, that sounds like a problem. Yeah, it is a problem, right? And there and there's a way to go around it. I'm being a little more like straightforward right now when I'm talking to them on the phone, right? It's bam. It, there's countless text messages. Hey, just want to let you know your staff grabbed the wrong piece of equipment. Now we're delayed by 30 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Right. And I did it over time and over time and over time. And after like the seventh time over the three months, I said, I called and I said, Hey, you're the decision maker. We've talked about a meeting. We're having a meeting this week. I can't keep doing this where you guys are saying you're not purchasing when it was a, the dollar amount wasn't crazy. And I'm like, and you we're going, and I'm running back, and I'm running my tail off to do all this. And you said you guys were going to hold out, and you're not doing your end, and I'm doing all of the end. I'm doing all the push so your hospital looks good because you guys aren't doing this work and job you need. And again, I don't say it like that, but that's like what I'm thinking and, and showing that, hey, look how hard I'm working for you guys to make sure that it's good. Right. And being able to position, this is why you guys need it. This is why the physicians want it. This is why the other accounts are having it. This is why they're talking about leaving. Right. And being able to have that conversation. So these accounts can be like, oh, okay. And then it's like, got the PO. Right. Like that's just an extreme example, but that's a real life example. Why I'm talking to you guys about creating a need. It was, they didn't think they needed it. They didn't need to buy it. It wasn't overnight that they're going in. But every time there was a problem, I made sure they knew about the problem and knew that, that this could be fixed by a simple purchase. Which I knew they had the budget for because I talked to other people in the hospital, again, creating relationships. And I know they're dropping way bigger budgets on stuff that they just come out of nowhere and they need it, right? But they need a certain level of to doing this. So again, and you're finding out. It's not one person in the hospital. Like there's several levels of ha- – I can't just talk to one person and get approved. I'm talking to eight people and they all have to agree and they have to communicate and get it. So again, you'll learn in this job, there's a bunch, but I wanted to talk about real life, uh, creating relationships, creating a need, being a resource. The mistakes I made, because this is again, just a journey. I'm gonna look back, again, I do this for you guys, but it's the same for me. I'm gonna look back in two years and be like, looking at this video and be like, my God, I said the wrong doctor's name, right? It's fun for me, but it's like, Hey, how are you growing? So again, I hope my mistakes and what I'm saying is you guys just take a piece. And again, anybody who's listening, I I love getting feedback, but I always love when people are like, you're wrong. You did this. Right. And like, this is my experience and that's what I, I just always leave it at that. I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm not saying I'm doing like I'm having success, so I'm I'm happy with that, but it's like there's things that I can learn and all I'm trying to do is put my my story out there so it's a resource for you guys and you guys can learn from my my experience as well. So again, I hope this is helpful. The last thing I'll touch on, I got a couple minutes uh is prospecting. This is a common question I get asked whether it's you're in the this uh with surgeons, you're uh, trying to break in, how do you prospect once you break in, right? First off, Every hospital system, you can go search what doctors, what specialty they're in, and you can find what doctors are going there. A lot of times, for me, myself at least, my doctors, you know, like a a hospital system might be like, there's 120 doctors. Literally only 12 of those actually perform the surgeries there, but it says they have 120 that are able to, right? And that's what you got to find out. And then who's the high volume doctors, right? One thing I do want to say is like, when you're with a medical device company, that's, it's worth lots of money, right? They're usually going to have a database that I can go and I can go search an account and they're going to give me like, Hey, who's the, how much money does it make? How much, who's the doctors there? Right. And how much did those doctors produce? So I can be like, Hey, here's my big one. This is who I need to target. Here's, here's other ones that are help. Right. And okay. And then that's just where you are putting your, Where should I be spending my time? Who should I be going after, right? But in the same respect, I want this to also be said. Those databases, they're never right, right? For example, I always joke around, um, let's just just make up a fake story. It's a real story, but I'm not going to use exact numbers because, again, I'm not trying to get in trouble. But let's say my database said this doctor did $100,000 worth of surgeries. Okay, so that's a pretty big doctor for myself in my territory and what i sell right so it's like okay they're a hundred thousand dollars i go talk to the doctor and the doctor's like oh no, i did like they actually pulled the numbers for what they did when i was having the conversation and she's like nah, i did thirty seven thousand little different than 100k to 37k but no different the thing is is hey she's probably one of the top higher end doctors at this facility right so it still got me to the same point but the numbers aren't the exact so when we're just talking prospecting Don't worry about it. You can always just Google doctors near me. That's that's a shot in the dark. But here again, then you might be wasting your time with somebody who does one surgery a year compared to trying to find someone who does one surgery a week. Who's going to benefit your product and your territory more? And that's a common question you have to have, right? If you have, and this is, they're going to ask you this when you guys are trying to break in. If you have two doctors, who are you going to? Well, you got to learn, hey, what does Dr. A produce and what does Dr. B produce? And this is just real life. If Dr. A is, Brand new. If they're both brand new, but one produces 5X of the other one, well, you're going to hang out with the 5X one because that's going to benefit your territory. But there's the same conversation as if, like, Dr. A is making 5X, but they've been using it for seven years and you have a great relationship with them and you can talk to them. Hey, can you talk? I'm bringing on a new doctor. Are you okay to, if I'm doing, like, phone support or whatever it is? Hey, yeah, no problem. Okay, now I can go to Dr. B. That, that might eventually do more. But, like, these are conversations you guys have to have. So, I know I was kind of all over the place. The biggest thing I want you guys to know about, it's a learning experience. It's a learning experience for me. I'm just sharing my journey. I'm just sharing what I've done to have success, and I hope that it's beneficial to you guys. So... Thank you for tuning in. If you guys haven't, please press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are watching on YouTube, a five-star review, help us grow this podcast and get out to more people so they can learn about the great industry of medical device sales. If you guys break in, reach out to me, whether that's TikTok or Instagram, new to medical device sales, LinkedIn, Jacob McLaughlin uh, for your guys' I broke in t-shirt a bit on the back. It says new to medical device sales. I'm actually having to get more made because I've already sent so many out. And if you guys haven't, Click the link in the description, newtomedicaldevicesales.com, my book, how I broke into medical device sales, how I got four job offers from top 30 medical device sale companies with no previous sales experience, and how I w- and everything I did from start to finish. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next one. Peace.